and that's what networking really is. We can get into like why, why networking sucks for a lot of people or why it feels like it sucks for a lot of people. And I totally get it. What the goal should be is to get to the next conversation. Welcome to the Spicy Chai Podcast. I'm Mara Kimthias. I host this podcast and still work a successful and fulfilling nine to five. My guests are content creators just a bit ahead of you. You will hear about their struggles and wins, learn from their mistakes so that you can avoid making them. So grab a cup of spicy chai and let's get started. Hello, beautiful. I hope you're having a great, great day. It's actually a beautiful day out of time of this recording and i hate being the person who's always saying like look at how beautiful it is outside but honestly today it's all sunny uh and also i don't really love the heat so i don't love the sun all the time but we've had a few pretty gloomy days here in toronto so imagine welcoming it and i like the light and i like it when i'm inside and i'm not dying in the heat Yes, I don't love the heat. Don't kill me for it, but it's just the truth. Anywho, I digress. Today's episode is with Adam Marks, and we talk about networking. And no, not the networking where you have to get your business cards, go to conferences, and hope and pray that something works out and you find your next deal. Nope, not that kind of networking. We really go into networking for creators, the importance of it. How can you practically do it without even having a following? And then once you kind of have a network, how do you grow it? How do you make sure you maintain it? You know, all of that fun stuff. We actually go into a little bit of mental health stuff for creators as well. And Adam opens up about it. So, you know what? I think you will love this episode and I will get right to it onto the episode. Our guest today is a networking and branding consultant, tech founder, startup advisor, journalist, speaker, and the founder of the Zero to One Networker. He not only creates viral content on TikTok and LinkedIn, but he does this while working as a networking and branding consultant and speaker. Today, we're going to break all of that down for you. Welcome to the show, Adam. It's great to be here. I'm, I'm super excited. I am very excited to have you as well. And the cool thing about Adam and I is that everything that he teaches about networking, he's kind of applied on me in a really weird way, right? I mean, we reached out on LinkedIn. (laughs) We reached out on LinkedIn. We sent each other DMs. um, And then we connected instantly, I would say. Um, We set up a Zoom call. And it was just a regular, casual, let's get to know another solopreneur Zoom call. And Adam, since then, has been providing intense value. Like, you know, and he does that without even making it seem like he is, right? Like, he would mention me in some of his LinkedIn posts. He would check in here and there. There were times when I need to reschedule the podcast because cricket and all of that fun stuff. But he was always there um, and very ready to just flex. So how do you do that? How, how does that come? Like, what's, what's the strategy? What's the brain behind that? Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you use the word flex because uh, one one of my like TikTok videos, uh, which didn't which did a, a few hundred views on um on TikTok, and then I threw it up onto like was it Instagram Reels or Facebook Reels or whatever it is, um, did really well. It did like thirteen thousand, and it was it was Great. a funny it was it was a funny because um, I'm a huge fan of like Family Guy and Boy Meets yeah, World oh my and God, Friends, love and, and 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 the reason I say that is because it's it's a video of of um, you know you can hear the 
Lois saying, are you flexing? And Brian going, yeah, no, why, 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 why would I flex? <laughs> oh yeah. You know, and it's, and, and, and the, the point, the point is that, you know, I, I think that when you are really kind of vibing with somebody and building really great conversations and really great dialogues, it, it, it might seem from the outside to other people who are still trying to figure out how to do that, that it's like a flex, right? Mm. But it's not the same kind of flex that is, dude, look at me. I'm so awesome. Look at what my job title is, how much money I have, how many followers I have. I mean, those are things that become, I think, distractions. And, and I, I, you know, the, the uh, strategy that you were kind of encapsulating in that is, is something that I kind of think of as, I call it serendipitous ubiquity. You can't be everywhere at one time because you're human, but you can create the perception that you're everywhere all at once. And, and it works incredibly well because I, I think of myself as being kind of like one of these like, you know, secret agents. I, I'm a huge fan of the TV <laughs> show Burn Notice, right? Uh-oh. And so you just show up in the dead of night, leave something valuable, something interesting for the conversation, share something, and then you kind of like disappear into the mist, right? And you just and you do that again and again and again. And it creates this perception that you're just everywhere all the time and in all the interesting conversations. And what you really end up doing from that is creating an enormous amount of on-ramps for conversations. And that's what networking really is. We can get into like why, why networking sucks for a lot of people or why it feels like it sucks for a lot of people. And I totally get it. What the goal should be is to get to the next conversation, to let that kind of, that dialogue and that relationship just gestate organically. And that leads to really interesting opportunities down the, down the line. Absolutely. I think uh, people underestimate the power of a well-taken-care-of network. I feel like this, this now it's, uh, oh, network a lot, go to these uh, conferences, get a bunch of business cards, email those people, create a spreadsheet. I've been guilty of doing all of those, by the, by the way. So <laughs> no hate on anyone. I've done it all. I've been there. Um, but I think the difference is rather than just having people on your LinkedIn and having these business cards, how do you like grow and nurture your network? How do you make sure that, as you said, when you're flexing, it doesn't even seem like a flex, right? And, and that was really interesting. Could you break that down, please? Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad that you, we just went right to the, why does networking suck for so many people? Why, <laughs> exactly. why the word networking has become kind of like a dirty word? I mean, it you know? seriously gave me panic attacks every oh. time. Like, oh, I had to have a con- just a conversational coffee with people after oh, like yeah. university. And I would be like, oh my God, I don't know what to say. I'm not qualified. And it was just a coffee. It was nothing more. But yeah. Well, the, the very first thing I, I want to say, I'm actually an advisor down at the the Atlanta Tech Village is one of the, um, I think it's like the third or fourth, something like highest concentration of tech startups in the country in terms of hundreds of companies work. I mean, COVID slowed things down a little bit, Mm -hmm. but like Calendly is out of the Tech Village. Um, Sales Loft, if people are into sales, is out of the Tech Village. Uh, Rigor is out of the Tech Village. So I spend, uh, so I I do um, advising there. We have an incredible uh, team of uh, people who come and advise and do mentor stuff, all pro bono, yeah, I'm just all across the board, uh, people who are experts in sales and engineering and law and whatever. And uh, I get the opportunity to speak to a lot of founders and really focus on networking, relationship building. How do you get in front of fill in the blank? And, and oftentimes that 
um, that blank is venture capitalists, journalists, other founders, um, often, more often than I think other people realize, I hear I, I'm introverted, I'm shy, I'm quiet. Yeah. And, and the reason I frame it that way is because I don't think people are one dimensional. And I'm not one dimensional. I'm not that person who's like Johnny high school center of attention everywhere I go. This is not, I'm usually the person by the bar with a coffee or something kind of on the periphery, just, and you know, a lot of people, um, but it's, it's not like a spotlight's always on me. And, and the reason I bring that up is I think it's really critical to verbally address for people who don't feel super gregarious. They may be a little quieter or they feel intro- that they identify as an introvert or a shy person. It's really critical that they hear very clearly, like, listen, I have seen people who identify that way, build and sell $20 million businesses, mm-hmm. right? Start podcasts, write books, do speaking tours, become venture capitalists, become founders. Like that doesn't disqualify you in any context. I'm usually down there most every week. And invariably, it, I always talk to a founder who says, I'm, I'm nervous because of this, right? You know, and it doesn't match what I see on TV or on Shark Tank or whatever. And so like, that's really critical. To, to your point of how do you go about doing it? I find that oftentimes, sometimes founders can be a little bit too in, intelligent for their own good. Um, so true. So, yeah. Sometimes no, it's the curse so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sometimes yeah. it's like, it's there's so much overthinking and founders don't believe me when I tell, when I say this, but it's true. I have built a stupid criminal network on <laughs> boy meets world gifts hey. on, <laughs> on, on family guy clips on friends clips. I picked up a TikTok influencer. Well, someone who I consider an influencer, 40, 50 something thousand followers. Okay. And this person is like, her, her specialty is, you know, finance and stuff like that. Our entire conversation on Twitter was all about the new Boy Meets World podcast where the old cast is rewatching the show, like had nothing to do with business. And I think that it's really crucial for people to feel that they can be who they are. I have started more relationships on conversations that start with, oh, you like Metallica? I like Metallica. And right. that's led to things. Or you like, you have the sense of humor. I have the sense of humor. It, snowballs in a way that can't really be hacked. Mm. You know, I, my, my dad has this phrase, you know, it's like, it's like trying to teach a pig to fly, right? Trying to hack a relationship, like trying to teach a pig to fly. It doesn't work and it just annoys the pig. And we, we can get into, I, I liked how you were kind of framing it as, uh, in my mind, it's almost like a gardening metaphor, right? Maintaining relationships because right. it can be really frustrating. For some reason, people live at extremes. Right. Right. And- so... Yeah, Yo, no, please jump. No, I was going to say in. before we get it, get it even into like the maintaining and how do you do that? I want to, especially for creators, right? Mm-hmm, uh, because mm-hmm. everyone listening is wants to be a creator or is a creator really in their early stages, right? Or mm-hmm. like you know just wants to learn more about that. So why do you think or networking? Well, let me phrase that again. Why do you think networking is very important for creators in particular? Networking is critical for everybody. Absolutely. And so what I mean by that is I think that there are some people there are some people out there who want to be entrepreneurs and there are some people out there who enjoy working in a much more structured kind of larger corporate sphere and to each their own. That said, every but so not everybody has to be an entrepreneur. Obviously. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. But everybody has to think entrepreneurially with mm-hmm. regard to what they do. And and what I mean by that is If you work in a large corporate sphere, whatever you do, 
Um, there are very few exceptions. Like, you know, if you're in the military, that's a very extreme exception. Time value. If you feel that you're not being valued, your skills aren't being valued, your time isn't being valued, the, the environment you work in isn't, you know, respectful. I mean, that stuff is so crucial. When I say thinking entrepreneurially, I mean talking to people and saying, you know, there are other opportunities. There are other people to talk to. And, and of course, I'm not, it's not a blanket statement. Everybody has their own reality. But just the mentality of saying, you know, you can go out and talk to people. You can go out and form new bridges. And you don't know what's really going to come from, from those conversations. And I think, th- I think that's the important piece, right? You never know what's going to come from each one conversation. Uh, and I think just kind of going back to what you said earlier, a lot of times when you connect with other creators, even when you were talking about that TikTok creator you reached out to, it's never been with an intention of I need their business or they need to help me out. or um, And even if it is, you kind of try to follow, from what I understood, try to find that common path. Like, do I even connect with this person? Like, there's so much like authenticity and genuineness there, right? Like, I mean, think about it. it before the podcast, we started recording. We talked five minutes about sports, right? Like, I mean, literally, <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and you know, it's funny because we're talking about women's rugby and all of that. And it, I mean, none of that. I mean, I've done a lot of uh, podcasts as a guest and, you know, I love to like in, engage in that kind of, hey, what are you really into? I'd love to get to know the post and they kind of go right into it. Right. So, mm-hmm. but I think people underestimate the importance of taking that extra few minutes to really engage, to really listen, to develop that personal connection. Um, and then you talked about just finding those common grounds with people, like, you know, having that Twitter conversation of boy meets world. But my question here now to you is how can creators do that? Like how would like mm-hmm. a practically, like, let's say I'm starting off and I want to network and I want to find these common paths with these other creators, but what is my first step? Where do I start? Mm-hmm. The very first thing I would say, because there, there are a couple of things that I'm going to try to touch on as I answer the question. Right. There, the first thing I would say is try to adopt a mentality that most everybody is reachable. Of course, not everybody's reachable. You know, you're probably not going to get a response from the president. You're probably not going to get a response from Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Uh, weirder things have happened in life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, so you might, but, yeah. but it, you know, that said, um, there are a lot of people who are staggeringly reachable. And so when you identify somebody and you say, you know, I like what this person's about, you know, look at somebody like, let's, let's take somebody who's a little bit more reachable, like uh, Mark Cuban, the investor, or Gary Vaynerchuk, the, the uh, speaker, podcaster. These are people who are very well known, have huge footprints, um, but they are still reachable. If you look, they do. I mean, Gary V has, has liked one of my tweets before, you know, and I'm sure, you know, who knows if it's a, if it's a V, a, you know, a virtual assistant or something. it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't matter, it's, yeah. it's an, an engagement. And so if you adopt that mentality and you say, okay, this person's reachable. And, and this is the really critical thing. There's, I do not believe in the mentality of always have an ask, right? Always have an ask. I love that. Which I think is an oversimplification because what oftentimes it's taken to mean is have your pitch ready. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, have your pitch ready, but always have an ask for me means have a reason for having the conversation. And you have to be looking for mutually beneficial dynamics, mm. right? So good reasons to have conversations. 
maybe you do have something that somebody needs, but other really good reasons to have conversations and, and pitching them in the first 10 seconds, usually not a good idea. Yeah. I mean, we can cover that in, right. in, in a second, but <laughs> other good reasons to have conversations. You can look at someone and go, you know, I like their mission. I like what they're about. I, they're doing something I want to learn more about, or I want to learn how they did it. And I want to kind of try to emulate portions of their example, or, and this is the kind of mindset that, that I have. And so maybe some people think it's crazy. I look at people, you know, who um, are influential to me and go, you know, I like this person. I want to talk to them one day. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it's going to be, but I want to be in their orbit in some way. And maybe one day I'll talk to them. And that day is not going to be tomorrow or next week or probably next month. But it could happen. And there is a staggering difference between, okay, I'm working my way into somebody's orbit, creating value, creating engagement. And I'm on the periphery, but I exist versus I don't exist. There is a massive chasm there. And when you go from not existing to existing, suddenly all kinds of interesting possibilities pop up around you. And and that's kind of the zero to one mindset. It's about going from existing, from from not existing to existing. I love that. Uh, I think what you said was very, very interesting. And I think one of the things that I I feel everyone should also here is a lot of times we have just connected with someone and, you know, we've, we're making that kind of mutual connection and we're just vibing, as you said, right? There's mutual things to talk about. And out of nowhere, that other person goes viral, right? They go viral. They start building a, like they start building a following. Next thing you know, they have a million followers. You've already built that connection with that person when they had 4,000 followers, you know, you were there for them when nobody was listening. This particular thing actually happened to me. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Remember following Jatin Narin, uh, who right Mm -hmm. now has a million followers on TikTok. I started following him when he had 2000 followers on TikTok, right? And I messaged him. I said, hey, you're doing really cool things. I like your video style. Everything would love to chat. Um, Mm -hmm. And then we just started chatting. And, you know, I mean, we didn't become best friends or anything. But, you know, we were just there supporting each other. I would comment. I would like his stuff. He would do the same. And now that he has a million followers, I had no hesitation asking him to be a guest on my podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. It was because the relationship has been formed for years. Yes. He's a big deal now in the content creator industry, but I've been working on that relationship for a bit. And, you know, he came onto my podcast. He was the first guest for season two. So it was a very, very big deal. A lot of people messaged me and said, Oh, you had Justin on your podcast. How'd you do that? And I was like, because when I reached out to him, I didn't know he was going to be that big and I didn't care. It was, <laughs> you know, he, for me, it was like, Oh, this guy's a really cool dude. He creates some really cool content. Oh, he's also into cricket. Let's chat cricket. So I think that's also very interesting. That's why it's so important to keep building connections with people you vibe with. Right. Well, I mean, there's, so before I was in tech and startups, I was in the music industry for like 10, 11 years. And there's an adage in the punk world that goes something like, if you forget us on the way up, we'll see you on the way down. It's just about recognizing, listen, nobody builds anything all by themselves. Even if you're a solo entrepreneur, you still have great partners, great employees, great customers, great investors, you know, people who like, you're not an island. Yeah, and cheering you on, just your friends. Oh, and oh, just I mean, that. just tons of people, and it's so easy. Gratitude is so easy, and I it baffles me why people are so stingy with it. Look, networking isn't the NBA finals. It's not. <laughs> it's not zero sum. It's not like yeah. okay, one winner, one loser. 
you can all win 80% and people can go look at my LinkedIn or my Twitter or whatever. 80% of everything I tweet or post or share isn't about my services and what I sell. It's about, Hey, this is a founder who's doing really cool stuff, or this is a mission I believe in, or this is something funny. Maybe it'll brighten your day. Like this is, it's not like buy my service 24 seven. Right. And, and I think that it's really bumps up into the whole, shoot your shot mentality, which I am a fan of, but it again is oversimplified often. I'm a fan of it because I believe that, you know, get into the fabric, get into the conversation, create, you know, ask a question, share something, ask for more clarification, try some of the suggestions people are are, uh, sharing. But oftentimes it gets oversimplified to, well, I got one shot. I better make it my 22nd elevator pitch. Right. Because I only got one shot. And what I tell people is if you build relationships and you build long term conversations, I tell my clients and I tell founders and I tell anyone who will listen 10 months, not two weeks. You never have just one shot. You have the ability to come back and say, hey, we gathered some more data. We made some improvements. We have a new customer base. We have this kind of progress going on. Like you never are barred from having five, six, seven, eight conversations as long as you're continuing to create value and you don't show up and like, Hey, where's my money? You know, (laughs) Hey, where's my, where's my, my, we're launching next week. Where's my, my report or my um, article that that you're going to do on us. You know, that's crucial. What I really loved about what you said there is when you take time to intentionally build relationships, there's not just one opportunity. There are Mm -hmm. many opportunities. So it's not like, Oh my God, if I don't get this right, this is horrible. My world ends. So if we were to break that down even more, let's say I'm a beginner creator right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm using LinkedIn platform. I've started creating content. I could be a side hustler or I'm just trying to solopreneurship for the first time. And it's it's a solopreneurship uh, or side hustling can be a really lonely journey. Like it's just the reality of it, right? So at first it's not even like, let me build this network to um, really get to know more people so I could like have a better network. First, it's just, hey, can I, where can I find my community? Where can I talk to people who are going through some of the same things? So let's say that is the case what is the one, first thing I would do? Like, would I go to LinkedIn groups? Would I just randomly go through profiles and message random people to get on a Zoom call? Like, what would that look like? What was oh, the- boy, there's, there's so yeah. much in that. I mean, I hope we can come back to the, the lonely aspect part of it because yeah, I'm, I'm sure. such a proponent of mental health and talking about mental health and, and coming from the music industry and then coming into mm-hmm. tech at a time when it was like, code until you can't see straight and sleep is for the week. And I have stories to, to tell about. It's just crucial to be, you don't have to be totally open and vulnerable about every single detail of your life, but to feel that like you, you're not a robot. Nobody's a robot. And, um, but so let's tackle your question first. It's like, what do you do? Usually what I tell people is it's habits, right? It's like, it's like getting in shape. Yeah. And I don't mean just losing 20 pounds before that, you know, that wedding that you want to fit into that tux for. I mean, like when you say, I want to get in shape, I want to get healthy. It could mean, okay, need to be exercising. That's a habit. Need to be eating better. That's a habit. Need to be sleeping better. That's a habit. Drinking lots of water. That's a habit. Drinking less, you know, alcohol or less soda. That's a habit. Focusing on mental health. These are all little habits and none of it happens overnight. 
Like I don't, I'm not, certainly not in a healthy way. I'm not a doctor or a nutritionist or whatever, but I would assume that if you drop 40 pounds overnight, it's probably not a good thing. Right. Um, you know, unless you got surgery. Yeah. Without surgical Something, means. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my vast experience being a doctor. Uh, <laughs> but I tell I, for some reason, um, there is an assumption that, or an impatience that mm. like networking relationship building should be like, boom, 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 like that. Like it's not like, it, it becomes like that once mm. You are kind of in the rhythm and you're having so many conversations, not in an overwhelming way. You're just talking to lots of people and opening yourself up, not in an over, because if it's becoming overwhelming, it's important to take a step back and say, this is a little overwhelming. So in terms of practical steps for like LinkedIn, this also works on Twitter, but for any, let's say, given online community, I call it the, the lucrative strategy of lurking, right? You kind of just sit and, and just read and maybe you do a, you know, you're a little bit more intentional in your research. Say like, okay, I want to be reading stuff that's like real estate oriented or medical technology oriented or financial oriented. And then identify, I don't know, 10, maybe 15, 20, maybe, you know, people who, who you've read some of their content, you've enjoyed some of their content, you found some value in it and say, you know, I'm going to try to now interact with this content on a consistent basis. Just like you get up in the morning, you brush your teeth, you go to, you brush your teeth, then you go to bed. Like that's, that's, that should be what's bookending your day. That's a very little habit, but it has outsized health effects, you know, and, and mm. results. And the same is true. Get up in the morning, scroll. If you got 10 minutes in the morning, leave two or three comments and, and try to leave more, you know, like if, as you're in a building phase you should be leaving more than cool post bro it should be <laughs> great post <laughs> great po- i mean like at some yeah. point at some point you may like if it's your friend and like or somebody you know like you don't have to write them an essay they know that you're supportive you can they you can be like hey rachel hey tom you know awesome post i love this you know heart mm-hmm. emoji and they know that you're there but as you're in the building phase and you might be new ask a question you know hey jen this was an interesting post that you wrote i could you elaborate on this or i'd love to hear more of that story or this was you know suzanne left 10 tips um, marketing and I've tried tips two, four, and six, but I didn't try tips one and three yet. I'm going to try that and come back. Like these are all on ramps to conversations. And what you're doing is you're creating, you're sending up numerous signals at the same time. And, and like, I'm a big fan of sharing. And for people who are on LinkedIn, there are always people testing out the algorithm. Some of the influencers, some of whom are, are good friends of mine, always testing the algorithm. There's always like a pecking order, you know, yeah. video versus all text content, blah, blah, blah. And always at the very, very, very bottom, always is sh- don't share content. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. Because the algorithm will ding you, right? Yeah. And it's that's not like, on LinkedIn. That's what they say. Do not on LinkedIn is like, and it's yeah. not like don't share to be a jerk. It's like don't share because the algorithm will suppress your reach. The only times I've ever gone viral ever were when I was sharing content. And I mean like really viral. I woke up and I, it was like, bam, 50,000 views, 80,000 views, a hundred, half a million views. I did like 1.7 million views over like 10 posts that I was just sharing. Right. And it was nuts to me. Here, here's some things people need to understand about virality. You don't wake up with $300,000 in your bank account. Just by virtue of going viral. Right. Okay. I've, I've gone viral. It's like a huge <laughs> ego boost. It's a lot of fun. And, and it stops. It's ephemeral because algorithms change. And then you go from 
400,000 views to 40 views, 100 views, you know? Yeah. And you can't, you can't be... That's a reality. That's a reality, yes. And people need to hear that, yes. And if going viral, and this is what I tell people, like, you don't come to me to 30 extra follower count. I'm not right. the person that you hire or bring in to talk to your team when you want a 30 extra follower count or double your sales by the end of the quarter. There are some people on LinkedIn who are amazing salespeople. And I leave that very specific skill to them because sales and marketing are absolutely crucial, but they're fundamentally different than networking. And the best salespeople know that. Yeah, It's not... You, people, I'm the person you come to when you say, hey, I want to learn how to get in front of this person or mm-hmm. this organization, or this demographic. How do I do that? Because once you're in the room, things change. You know, what, what I tell people is like caliber over quantity, because looking at my follower count, like on Twitter is a great example. On, on Twitter, my follower count's fairly unimpressive. It's unimpressive to me, you know? We're always so hard on ourselves, but yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah. the follower count is always there staring at you yeah. in the face from every uh, social platform. But if people take the time to then look at who those followers are, then it starts to become pretty serious. Then it's investor, 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 journalist, journalist, senator, Mm -hmm. state senator, state representative. I mean, just tactics that I teach people, things that sound really ambiguous, but but work. You know, they're ambiguous until the day they work. And then then it's like, oh, not so ambiguous. So things like patience, value creation, showing up and being um, empathetic in a way that's not everybody has all the answers. You don't have all the answers. Even in an area that you're an expert in, you still don't have Absolutely. all the answers. That builds relationships. These these are industry agnostic strategies. It's worked for me building networks in the music industry. It worked for me building networks in the tech industry. It's worked in politics. It's worked in publishing uh, and journalism. Like It doesn't matter. The only industry that I can really think of where it might be different is in the military. And even that, you know, I I don't know enough about the military, frankly, to know, you know, one way or the other. And so practical things that people can do. So we talked about dropping a few comments in the morning, maybe a few in the evening and making that a habit. Sharing content. I I, want to go back to sharing content, even though people talk about the algorithm dinging you. It's so important that people understand this. First, if you're going to share content, it's what I call piggybacking without stealing credit. If you're going to share something, credit the person at the very top. And if if they are taggable, if they've made themselves taggable, tag them. Right. Okay. And say, this was a great article or great Rick did a great post on marketing or on sales and then write your little piece, right? You you give your little add on, but credit at the very top. I am a journalist. I'm a freelance writer. I've been an editor. Credit is a big deal. It really is. And if you don't, take the time to do that, you're shooting yourself in the foot for no reason. Because right. if you do it right, it doesn't matter if a hundred thousand people see it. it. Only matters if that one person sees it. And what you've now done is you've sent multiple signals simultaneously. You said, I read your content. I liked it. I engaged with your content. I found value in your content. I'm sharing it into my network. I'm telling other people about you, right? I'm giving you credit and I'm doing it in a way where maybe I write a little something, a little question or a little story that allows you to now write more content, maybe Mm -hmm. responding to the story or answering the question. You've created numerous on-ramps potential on-ramps. It doesn't matter if 50,000 people see it. It only matters if Rick sees it. And oftentimes it's been 
pretty successful for me as a strategy, but it's long-term. Right. And I think that's the important piece here, the patience, the long-term. And I really liked how you talked about habits, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Early on, you were just saying that networking is a habit. That's really the thing about it, right? It's, It's not that, oh, how do I get to know this person and how do I get to know them in a week? It's how can I continuously show up for that person? I loved the the example you gave of commenting on their posts, you Mm -hmm. know, comment on their posts, like their stuff, share their stuff. That is really helping a creator out. And guess what? They notice creators notice every time my stuff has been shared or someone who's constantly commenting or even the way you added value, you were constantly tagging me in your posts. You know, I was noticing, you know, and I was responding Mm -hmm. and it was, I was staying on top of it. So, and a lot of times, I mean, I I try to reach out and thank the person, but a lot of times people might not have the time to do that, but they, you are top of mind. And I guess people don't realize the importance of just staying top of mind for certain people and just long term, not just, hey, I'm going to do this for two months. Oh, this sucks. It didn't work out for me. Too bad. I'm going to stop. This is a habit. This is a long term thing. Okay. Now, now let's talk about maintaining. Now let's talk about maintaining relationships. I get that question all the time from founders. Okay. How do I maintain this? I have a zillion things to do. Right. Just anybody who's a founder in any capacity knows you're, you're pretty much always fundraising in some way. You're never really done fundraising unless you've got like just six passive income streams, you know, <laughs> yeah. but Absolutely. we all, we all wish we did, but yeah. even, even then they may not be enough. You're never done networking. And I think that that scares a lot of people. Cause it's like, Oh man, that's just one more thing. I'm running a company. I have this going on. I'm, it's the same you, thing about weight loss, right? You, oh, you, you can't just stop uh, eating. Like you can't just start eating junk and be like, Oh, my weight's just going to maintain itself. Pre- pre- you precisely. Lose it and then maintain it. Yeah. Well, same and, 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 it's like you you adopt a lifestyle absolutely that allows you to maybe you're not running marathons every week <laughs> or every week right. so for people who are i, I applaud, applaud <laughs> i applaud their their discipline i'm i'm working my way up to that <laughs> but for those of us who aren't there yet you know it's about finding your comfort zone i never want people to feel that they have to be a certain thing have to be in a box because i'm not when i came into tech i knew nobody in mm. tech and startups i mean to fully illustrate to your listeners how nobody i knew i didn't know where the computer science building was on my college campus oh wow okay yeah, like yeah. really i studied like i have a i have a degree in history i have a minor in yeah. art history I am not the person who was building your website. <laughs> I just happen to know a ton of VCs, a ton of tech journalists. Well, it's not, I just one day woke up with those connections. It mm-hmm. took years of slow, methodical growth. And I think that, you know, I'm, I'm certainly, ask my siblings, my parents, like I am not patient by nature. <laughs> I'm patient because it works. Mm-hmm. And you modulate where you feel comfortable. I've had days and moments, and maybe we should talk about the mental health capacity you know, right. thing where I've said, you know, I can't be on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't. I have personal stuff I'm going through. I just can't be, you know, and, right. and that's okay. You can, you can say, hey, listen, I'm taking a break. I'll be back. I'm okay. I've but done I that many space. times. Yes. And, sure. and that's healthy. And, and if you think you're going to lose followers for saying, I need to take a mental break, you don't need those people. Okay. Uh, Brene Brown Brene. just went on like a six month social media oh, uh, I mean, block. Like, uh, like it's literally, she's not on anything. And she made that announcement, right? Or I think six months or a year, but someone like her who has oh, yeah. team, you know, well, like, and everything. Yeah. I mean, look, being in the music industry, look, burnout isn't sexy. Yeah, it's, it's just not. sad. 
It, it just is. And, you know, so with regard to maintaining relationships, there's a zillion good reasons why somebody hasn't gotten back to your email. Okay. They had to run and get the car fixed. They're running a company. They got a job. The kid got sick. So, you know, COVID changed everything for everybody. Certainly everyone I know. There's a million good reasons. You don't take it personally. Absolutely. Okay. Holding a grudge is good if you're Alanis Morissette writing an album. It's a wasted emotion when you are building relationships. And I've had relationships and, and deals fall through and experiences that I went through the experience and, you know, but I, I wouldn't do it again or I just, the, the chemistry wasn't there. Like holding a grudge is a waste of energy and that energy can best be put towards having more conversations with other people. You just, you just chalk it up to saying, okay, this just isn't working. I'm just going to take the energy somewhere else. Like, of course, that's some things sting more than others. And I understand that, but broadly speaking, take that energy and put it somewhere else. And the, like the mental health component is, is so critical. I just can't, I can't get, a, we, we got to talk about that because yeah, when I came into, when I came into tech, like I was, I had crafted an image of myself as like the music guy. Mm-hmm. I'm probably the only person on this planet who's like read all the music licenses. <laughs> I wrote our music license for my, my startup company. I synthesized three or four different licenses. Like I, I knew what was going on in those licenses backwards and forwards. I mean, stuff that it was legalese, like even I was stumbling through it. And when I, cl- you know, I had done the band thing for a hot minute in high school. I did music journalism. That's how I got into tech journalism. I did a college radio show. I, I had press access at Warped Tour one year. And when I closed my first startup, right? Because you think you know everything out of college and you don't. <laughs> Sometimes right. the market's not there. Sometimes you just learn, right? Yeah. When I closed my first startup, I didn't know who I was. My whole identity was so wrapped up in that. And I was talking to one of my really good friends who also happens to be in tech and startups. And I said to her, I, mean, I left Atlanta. I was so burned out. I went to San Francisco. I visited friends in Chicago, non-tech friends, just college friends. And I said to my friend, you know, I want to write a post about this because I spend a lot of my time working on my anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. Working on my depression. And it's so critical for for people to hear, like, listen, if you have anxiety or depression or PTSD or OCD or whatever the hell it is, everybody's got something. It doesn't make you unfundable. It doesn't make you not a real founder. It makes you human. And I would never, ever take money or be around people who say, oh, that means you're not a real founder. Mm -hmm. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life. And so when I talked to my friend and I said, you know, I really think I just want to write it out. And that's how I express myself. And she said, you know, this is back in uh, 17, 18, 2018, I think. And she said, you can talk to me. I, I'm afraid if you write something, you'll become radioactive and you'll become untouchable. So it wasn't the, me- the message wasn't, mean? well, like, the message wasn't like, don't say it, don't feel yeah. it. It was, I know you. And I know the environment that we're in and it's not an environment that is conducive to being open that way. And they've made a lot of progress. There has been a lot more discussion about mental health Mm -hmm. um, and the realities of this. But I turned to as like, honestly, that's the problem is what I said. That's really part of the issue because having seen all that crap in the music industry and coming into tech, that was part of the part of the thing that I was really kind of running from was this burnout is sexy idea and it's not and so for creators to understand like you are going to hit a wall it is going to happen if you're doing your job right it doesn't matter if you're you got everything scheduled like if you're doing your job right and you're really good at it but you're almost not going to realize that you're in need of a break 
Yes. And in need of turning around to somebody and saying, especially when you love what you do, right? You exactly. Love it so much, and you you're ahead. You're two, three months ahead, but you're if you are, then you think of something else. Something else is just like oh, and I so your brain is always yeah. popping. You're always Fun. building something. You're always collaborating, and I'm all for collaborations. But you need to have the you need to build the network around you. The network isn't just for business. This is the most exactly. important thing. The network is when you turn around and you say, "Listen, I'm struggling." Okay, and that can be in, in numerous levels. It could. I turned around to people who are really close to me, who who are LinkedIn influencers. Okay, have huge footprints who I just happen to know really well and we're really close. And I said, I'm struggling. I need some help. Mm-hmm. I need some help on X, Y, Z. Or I'm just in a not good place. You know, not 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 a dangerous place, but just like I'm just I'm down. You know, I'm I'm having a rough patch, and I just need some support from the people around me to kind of help me, kind of get through that. And you should have a network of people who recognize that that's really what you're building. You know, the, you all should recognize that's what you're building. You're not building a Rolodex, yeah. outdated the, term. <laughs> absolutely. The only thing I'll add is how important it is to have the right kind of network there, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people, I'm not really associated with them anymore, but there are people that I've opened up to in the past, you know, that have that just kind of then advised me, oh, all right, then maybe this is not for you, right? Or if I say, if I'm struggling, uh, rather than being like, hey, maybe you need a break, <laughs> like, you know, or, uh, or what can I do to help? Or... I have. Exactly. What can I do to help? Or uh, it's more like, well, you know, maybe you just need to let that go. Or maybe that's just not for you. Or uh, it's just so competitive out there. Um, and I've heard those things from quote unquote friends. And it's so discouraging. And it's like, that's the last thing you want to hear, right? Um, you're already hard on yourself. So uh, now I can proudly say I have people around me that are always reminding me of my why um, mm-hmm. and also reminding me that, hey, I can take a break. I'm literally doing like a million things. Uh, but yeah, going back to just having that network of personal people, it's so important to have the right kind of people in place. Oh, it's, it's people who it's, know you. Yes. It's crucial. And I think that that's that point is, is I'm really happy you shared that because that yeah. point is so often kind of glossed over. The assumption mm-hmm. is if you're building a network, then everyone in your network is good for your network or Absolutely. good for you. That's yeah. kind of a it's kind of taken as a given. But it's not, I mean, I've, I won't say cut people out of my network and, you know, you don't have to, this is, this is the kind of like, there are some times that relationships, they're just not gelling or they're just, mm. it just doesn't feel good. Let's talk about that. Right. Cause right. everything up until now has been like, well, under the assumption that like, oh, it's going to be great. Right. Sometimes it's not great. And sometimes you say to yourself, mm, I don't really think I want to move forward. Yeah. Sometimes it's great in the beginning. And then after and like then a year or two years, you were like, mm, this is not, or either I've, I've grown it or this is not really the person I thought they were, or, you know, things happen. Or th- things yeah. happen and people change. And so here's what I'll say. Very rarely, very rarely will I bombastically burn down a bridge. Mm. Very rarely, because you don't really get anything for it. You feel like you're going to feel better, but you don't. I mean, I guess maybe some people do. I don't think it's worth that. I think it oftentimes creates more collateral damage than it mm. than it makes you feel better. There is one caveat to that, and I have no qualms about saying this. If I know or catch wind of somebody crossing what I call red lines, for me, diversity is a red line. If if I catch wind that you're being objective objectively discriminatory i'm i'm not going to be shy about saying this this shit isn't what i stand for you know my my parents are attorneys and i grew up in the me too movement 
Okay, right. so I grew up watching them do sex harassment law, discrimination law, way before it was like a movement. Right. Should have been many, many years ago. But so that kind of stuff, you know, and, al- and always you have to be very careful in that conversation, just Absolutely. all around. It's a very important conversation. Taking that aside, there's really no reason to get into a pissing match with somebody online. I mean, people do it and I've, I've done it. I've been, you know, I, it's, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm perfect. Like I've done it. I'm just saying like as a general overall marketing or, or networking strategy, like you don't really get a lot for the energy you put into it. You're mm-hmm. frankly better off spending the energy somewhere else. And I'm saying that as somebody who has expended that energy and then gone, boy, I'm exhausted at the end of the night and I don't feel like I got anything for it. Right. So better off turning around saying, okay, well, who are the people who are good for me? And I'm going to double down on that and look at who they're talking to. And those are people I can talk to and leave comments on and create value for. Right. I love that. I think the the piece that I want to go into more is, you know, we talked about like how you start building a network, you know, and we talked about somewhat about, you know, the loneliness piece and how that's really real. I mean, I've been there. Mm -hmm. I've taken breaks because it's just been too much, even though I've been ahead of schedule or whatnot. And actually just last week I was on vacation and I just took the week off. Um, I could have continued posting. I, you know, it doesn't take much to just post when you've already written the post. But for me, it was like, no, these are important weeks. I need this time off to refresh before that wasn't how I thought, but now it's, important for my mental health, depression, anxiety, mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. I'm intentionally working on. Um, and then we, so we talked a little bit about mental health and, and then we were kind of going into the maintenance of the relationships, right? right you right. know, so I just kind of want to get back there a little bit. Yeah. Like, uh, let's say I've built my relationships kind of, I've started commenting on people, we're starting vibing and, you know, we, we get along, like we get along because we have a cricket connection or, you know, they really like fish and chips. I love fish and chips. Uh, and then biryani and you know you could just talk about for ages um how do i continue to maintain that relationship is it the continuous of commenting which i mean i get that's part of it is there anything else it it could be it's 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 a mix of things okay i'm sure there's a reason that i don't have a hundred thousand twitter followers i'm sure that part of it has to do with the fact that twitter the algorithm doesn't know what to make of my engagement (laughs) because i'm interacting with people on a variety of topics it's it's not just like marketing and sales you know so i'm sure the algorithm is like don't know what the hell to do with this (laughs) what are you doing dude exactly that's 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 the title of like my memoir what are you doing dude um but so there's a, a drunken mastery of sorts i'm sure to the way that i go about maintaining relationships and 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 truthfully, if we're going to talk about pragmatic steps, I love the holiday time, not because I super love any particular holidays. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not high maintenance enough, frankly, to enjoy all that kind of attention. But um, I love the holiday time because it gives me an excuse from like September all the way through middle of January. It gives me a wonderful excuse to send out emails, DMs, text messages, and oftentimes I'll write them one at a time. Like I'm not going to just drop in a a form, but to reach out and say, Hey, you know, Hey Mike, you know, it's, it's been a minute since we chatted. I just want to take a minute and, you know, wish you happy holidays, you know, and hope you're having an easy time. And I'd love to hear what you're working on right now. Maybe I'd love to give some feedback or, you know, I just wanted to let you know that I, I value you as, as part of my network. And I'm glad that we're, connected and uh you know let's hop on a zoom call sometime next year 
sometime next year could mean any time. It doesn't right. make make it doesn't nail down somebody to a particular day or week. And just and I and I will send tons of those just randomly throughout the weeks. The holiday time means that people kind of a little bit expect them. They're not like too out of left field, but that is a tactic that builds really great networks. And it's not like I send out okay, I have my email list and I send out one form email to everybody. Like you right. can do that too. Right. But if you are looking, yeah, if you personalize yeah. it and you don't have to do all at once, that is a way of maintaining relationships and networks that is relatively low effort, low yeah. cost, but has huge outsized returns. Because I'll get text messages back from people months later. Right. Because they Same. were yeah. busy, you know, it's the holiday yeah. time. Yeah. And there's because it's the holiday time, there isn't an expectation to get back to it immediately. There's the understanding, hey, it's the holiday time. No one's in the office anyway. We're all with family kind of a thing. So it removes that pressure. Yeah, I love that. And I think uh, one thing that I've actually learned from Gary Vaynerchuk, it's uh, do do things that don't scale. So, you know, um, taking that time to even write like handwritten notes. I mean, I do that all the time for I would pick 10 to 20 people every year and I send them handwritten notes and people underestimate the like the, the impact that has. uh, I've gotten people like they talk about it for years after, you know, Oh, I still remember the handwritten note you sent me and, you know, it was so personalized. So I think that could really like in a positive way, uh, like have a better, like great impact on your networking and your relationships, especially Mm -hmm. with that person. Yeah. I mean, and it's just, you know, look, relationships are living, breathing things. Okay. They require constant adjustment and care. And, you know, think about the relationships that you have in your life outside like your professional world, your friends, your family, presumably, you know, your romantic partner or partners as the case may be. Right. You are constantly talking to people and communication is usually one of, if not the most important facets. You don't just get into something after going on two or three dates with somebody and saying, okay, now we're made to, I mean, I'm, yes, there are some cultures that do that um, to each their own, but generally speaking, that is not a common practice. And even with friends, like you're not looking in the classroom, it's the first or second day of third grade. You're not looking for somebody to be your partner for life. You're just looking for somebody to vibe with, to sit with at lunch. Yeah, just want enough. Just the of, next step, like that's just the it. next step. You just want, just want somebody to sit with at lunch, and maybe it grows from there. Maybe it doesn't, and maybe that person is just your lunch buddy when you're in third and fourth grade, and then you grow apart, and that's okay. But for that period of time, it was mutually beneficial for you both to not sit by yourselves. You know, right. feel that you had somebody else. Well that's what networks are. Absolutely. And Adam, I think it's been so much fun just chatting about building a network, (laughs) uh, maintaining a network, mental health, random sports stuff, boy meets world. Uh, And here, before I get into our final question, I'd love uh, for you to let people know where they can find you online. Oh boy. Uh, What I tell people is uh, look for the orange sunglasses uh, because (laughs) next, next time we'll talk about why that's an accidental brand. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter uh, at Adam Marks 13, A V A M M A R X 1 3. I think also I'm tweeting under uh, z- at 021 Network because Twitter doesn't allow more characters. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn, pro- probably the same handles LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, on TikTok, 0 to 1 Networker. 
so it's it's kind of a yes. a mix so not of a those. lot not a lot yeah not a ton <laughs> it's, it's 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 a mix of those and um it's just allowed me and, and one thing i'll say before the very last question because this is really important building networks building one or two you know building in a community has mm-hmm. immense power where the real power is is as you become a conduit between different communities between networks and that, that and we can talk about that next time but yes. you don't have to feel restricted to one yes. you should feel that you can float and learn different things from different people yes for sure for sure that definitely has to be uh something on the agenda next time but for our final question one thing that people spend too much time when it comes to networking that they should skip entirely oh boy entirely i know it's a tough one i won't say objectively skip it entirely because because I'm human and I do it too. Right. Um, but generally speaking, I would advise people to try to get away from assessing somebody based on their follower count, hmm. based on that, because you make all kinds of wild assumptions based on that stupid number that are that can lead you down all kinds of incorrect avenues. So people who have, I know somebody who has a million plus followers on LinkedIn, who has like 2000 followers on Twitter. Like, so it's recognize that, ask yourself, is this somebody who is creating positive value in the network, in the community? You know, are they somebody I'd like to talk to? Yeah. Do I think that we could create something mutual? Is it not just a one-way thing? There's going to be a, hopefully a mutually beneficial dynamic. Yeah. Okay. That's enough. You don't have to, if you look at it and you go, oh, they only have 400 followers. Oh boy. Too bad. Because I know people who had 200 followers when I met them and then they found their thing, they found their niche and they blew up and now they have yeah. 40,000 followers. We were talking about earlier, right? Like Exa- ex- exactly Find your that. message and then boom, one video, three videos later, the same person who had 200 followers has 50,000 followers. Now what? Are they a different person? No. Well, and, they, <laughs> yeah. and they, some people do grow egos. It does happen. Uh, I'll tell you that, that, that music story another time. Generally speaking, I believe that people are generally good. And if you create value and you show people that you're showing up and you're well-intentioned and I'm, you know, my mission isn't what I sell. My mission is diversity. When people see orange sunglasses, they know diversity, mental health, positivity, empathy. These are, these are, and, and networking and consulting and speaking. It's just what I happen to do, you know, to pay my bills, you know? And so it's, it's really important to, to focus on that. And, and ask yourself, what kind of imprint do I want to leave? And how can I best leave it? And if the answer is by talking to somebody who's got 30 followers, it doesn't matter if they have 30 and not 300,000. That's somebody you want to know. What a great way uh, to end off the episode. I just want to thank you, Adam, for being here, for all your patience with me. And I can't wait for our next conversation. Yeah. Oh, feeling is, is definitely mutual. We, we have a running list now of, of things to talk about. Exactly. And for anyone listening, if what Adam has said has inspired you, please share this episode. And until next time, you got this beautiful. Well, beautiful, it is my hope that this podcast has inspired you to create your own podcast. Remember, you don't have to quit your 95 to do it. And if you found value in this podcast, you're going to love my free training video on how you can get started today. DM me the word Spicy Chai on LinkedIn and I'll send it over to you. Until then, lots of love from your favorite. You got this beautiful.